0: The podcast you're about to listen to was taken from one of our live programs. If you don't already listen to Radio Maria Live, you can do so on DAB in selected regions of the United Kingdom or by downloading the app. Just search for Radio Maria Play. All the Radio Maria podcasts are conveniently stored on this app. We'd like to thank all our listeners who support us with monthly donations so that we can continue to be a Christian voice by your side. To find out more about becoming a monthly supporter, visit www.radiomarieengland.uk. listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby with your word for today and the gospel today is taken from Luke chapter 21 Um, but because I sort of uh, repeat almost the entirety of the gospel in my first couple of paragraphs um, I'm not gonna uh, read it uh, once and then read it uh, almost immediately again I'm just gonna get straight into the meat of uh, today's word for today And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that no figure in human history has a legacy as contested as that of Jesus. And it's also not a recent thing, this debating of his legacy. Right back to the letters of St. Paul, the writings of St. John, and the book of Revelation, we can see a temptation to distort, to twist, to downplay in a whole manner of different ways to turn the teaching of Christ into something more palatable to our ears, to turn it into something more palatable to the ears of those to whom we are speaking, or to make the words of Christ serve our ends. And I know to some of you there will be great concern about what is going on at the Synod um, at the moment, and a worry That uh, this is a dilution or distorting of Jesus's words and to others there would have been genuine excitement about what was going on at the synod and is still to go on you'll see it as a great listening exercise and an openness to the spirit and I even think it's possible to be both to be concerned and excited at the same time and you can hear the words of today's gospel from Jesus Take care not to be deceived, he said, because many will come using my name and saying, I am he, and the time is near at hand. Refuse to join them. You can hear those words and worry about some of what is going on in the church. And then you can hear his words that follow. And when you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened, for this is something that must happen, but the end is not so soon. Then he said to them, nation will fight against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and plagues and famines here and there. There will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. You can hear those words and you can be worried not just about the church, but about the end of times. And into these potential uh, fears and also excitement, I want to encourage you to read the reflections of three wise and good bishops who've recently returned from their synod and have shared some of their reflections with us about the synod. First, um, Bishop Robert Barron, um, probably the best known to to all of you. Um, Then also Archbishop Anthony Fisher, um, the Archbishop of Sydney. And last and most locally to us in Radio Maria, England, Archbishop John Wilson of Southwark a man who who I am increasingly inspired by. And I want to share with you today a section of his reflection on the Synod and a tension that we may experience in our own lives and in the teachings of the Church. So Archbishop John writes, Sometimes there can be real or perceived tensions in how we experience the relationship between truth and love. St. Paul expressed his own frustration about trying to do what is right and avoid what is wrong. In God, love and truth are not disconnected or in opposition, but held as one. They are united in how God has spoken to the world and revealed through Jesus Christ the truth about the human person. Resisting the temptation to pitch love and truth against each other, We are called to share the loving truthfulness of our faith, always with eyes and hearts of mercy. During the Synod, Archbishop John writes, there was a sincere sharing of human experiences, sometimes charged with emotion and highlighting the perceived tension between truth and love. And he said, we can focus rightly on listening to and welcoming people who are more distanced from the church and the life of faith or who struggle to accept or live according to the church's teaching. It takes patient openness to receive people's experience. And discerning human experience helps us to better understand ourselves, others, and our world, not least in glimpsing the hand of God at work, often retrospectively. Accompanying people through their experience can help them make sense of their life, find belonging in the church, and encounter the Lord Jesus more deeply and personally but he adds there is a caution in setting human experience against divine revelation received through scripture and tradition as if it were somehow corrective of a now outdated deposit of faith our Catholic faith is not our creation it is revealed to us by God neither can it be determined by the spirit of the age Our faith is a gift that comes through the church in the apostolic tradition. We understand who we are and who we are called to be in light of Christ's call to discipleship. The gospel demonstrates the virtues and qualities we need to rediscover continually in faithfulness to what the Lord Jesus asks of us. Every human being who accepts Christ's invitation to repent and believe in the gospel faces his or her own weakness we depend on God's help on his grace to heal transform and raise us up if we empty the gospel of its challenge adapting it to our own way of thinking then we also empty the gospel of its power to save in his earthly ministry the Lord Jesus was completely open to the other he set no limits to whom he account to whom he encountered and neither should we he spent what we might call quality time with outcasts and sinners those whom others ignored or rejected because of their perceived inferiority or sinfulness such openness to others without prejudice is an essential crisp Christian disposition which the church is called to practice generously likewise the Lord listened to the stories of those he met even when, as in the journey to Emmaus, he already knew what was on their minds and hearts. Can we ask with compassion what things are happening in people's lives? Being prepared to hear others' stories helps us better understand their situation, glimpse their dreams and tend their wounds. To those he met, the Lord Jesus gave a word of life, a call, a teaching, an instruction, An act of healing or the grace of forgiveness. He never remained passive. He offered a way forward. Not everyone could accept this. The rich young man went away sorrowful because he was unable or unwilling to respond to the command of Jesus. To others like Zacchaeus, the encounter with the loving truth of Christ transformed their lives. Loving accompaniment directed by the truth to freedom always takes christ as its model the gospel is inclusive because the invitation to follow christ is extended to everyone without exception we have been created with the gift of freedom so that we can genuinely respond in love we can choose to accept the lord's invitation and so find our joy in him or we can reject his invitation and go away sad christ never rejects us but neither does he force us into discipleship, or hide from us what this entails. The Church's mission, shared by the whole people of God, is to support and encourage people in saying yes to Christ. There is divergence for some in understanding or accepting what binds us in faith and how we interpret the truth authentically. The synodal process has created a climate of expectation, Some people look for radical change in the church's teaching on specific issues Others want a more participatory approach to ecclesial ministry As we discern what this means we Cannot dislocate truth from love or love from truth The Lord Jesus meets us where we are But loves us too much to leave us there Um, You can go on the uh, Website of the Archdiocese of Southwark can read the entirety of the Archbishop's reflections there um, I really encourage you to to do so and uh, Let's give thanks and uh, give our prayers for wise and holy pastors like Archbishop John